joined by the QCCS Mackay Cutters. Hi everyone, welcome to Mackay Cutters Changes Game Vodcast Episode 4. We're talking today about uh, Women's Rugby League in Mackay, uh, sort of where it started and um, where it is now and, and hopefully where we're going to take it in the future. Uh, today um, I have two very special guests with me. We've got uh, Sam Bliss, uh, board member of Mackay Cutters and the director of the uh, women's program in Mackay. Welcome, Sam. Hey, Mitchie. Really excited to be here. Really good conversation to have and um, and really share the story and the history in Mackay with the women's game. Beautiful. And also new development, NRL development officer, Ozzie Rebetsky. Uh, welcome to you, Ozzie. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. No problem. Uh, I'd like to acknowledge the UE people of the Kulin Nation and uh, pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. And especially uh, all the staff, uh, players, and, and past staff and players too, uh, that are part of our organisation, Mackay Cutters, that are of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander. Um, yeah, we really you know value everyone's contribution um, to their role that they play with the Cutters, um, and look forward to um, connecting with them further as we progress our discussions, talks. Um, and bring uh, more people involved you know, throughout the cutters um, into this change of game space. So we might talk first on you know, how has Mackay Rugby League women's game grown um, and probably start with you, Sammy, and just talk about you know, your experiences from playing the game in Mackay, um, a little bit of a link to you know, what, what clubs sort of were around first and first started and then who were the major players and drivers um, to help promote the game in Mackay? Yeah. So, um, so mate, when I, I left Mackay at the end of uh, probably 1992 after year 12 and I headed down to Brisbane um, to obviously progress my career within the Queensland Police Service, but um, certainly I didn't have the opportunities at high school what the, the women, what the young girls have now with the, uh, the school competition, the Karen Murphy Cup, etc. Um, girls just didn't play rugby league at that time and, and, and we we're all touch players, mm -hmm. I guess, um, or we came from another code of sport. But certainly whilst I went away, um, the game, I was introduced to the, the game itself prior to Mackay down in Brisbane and that would have been around, um, I think I was about 20. It's a long time. I'm not going to tell you how old mm. I am, but uh, it's certainly a long time ago. But um, I played for North Devils down there. So Brisbane sort of started the formation of, of uh, women's rugby league, um, the game itself. Um, and as a result, um, I sort of still had connections back here, um, family, uh, a massive family here. And I came home for um, holidays and, and all those sort of things and, and linked up with Renee Kantz who is one of our former Jillaroo, Australian Jillaroo captain who represented um, Queensland, obviously the Maroons and, and Australia for a long period of time. Um, and at the time she was hairdressing. Um, and I know that she was really instrumental at um, in really promoting the game and really getting the game started with the help of Greg Sutherland. Uh, God bless uh, Greg, who's no longer with us, um, but certainly was an absolute advocate of the women's game. And, and I know that she teamed up with him quite a fair bit in those early days to, to really get a, a women's competition here. Um, and you can imagine that would have been, uh, mate, probably in the late 90s, mm. I, I would say, um, when, when the discussions um, were had 
So there was a lot of challenges that they faced to try and get the women's game happening here in Mackay. Um, obviously, the, the stigma of, of, um, of men, I guess, in the game have been there a long time. Didn't think it was a game for women and, um, and certainly gave a little bit of pushback about whether or not there was going to be supported and, and things like that. But I think with the assistance and the perseverance from Greg and Renee, um, they, they ended up being a, a three-club competition from memory and I know that one of them was Magpies and I know that the Kunst family because Lyle played mm -hmm. uh, Renee's older brother he was an A-grade player back then and her mother uh, Colleen um, she's one of those ladies that would sit at the the gate taking the tickets and selling tickets of of entry so she was really not just that wasn't just her role but she was certainly um, involved in Magpies and and I can recall that um, there was Magpies um, I think Norse Devils may have had a team, um, but certainly um, Wests, West Tigers um, come on board and, and we had a, a couple of games. It was only like a three, three club competition. Um, although I played in Brisbane, when I came home, um, I would link up and I'd also have a few games um, with Magpies um, just to play alongside Renee. Mm -hmm. um, and it was something that, that that's where I guess that's where she started her her sort of journey with the rugby league game with the game so that would have been mate that would have been probably late 90s um there may have been i think i came home and they actually had they picked a representative team to play and unlock a state championship um or they invited a brisbane team up to play against a, a Mackay team which we played here um at the junior league grounds um and that was pretty much in the late 90s as well um but yeah, um, certainly the game itself today, like as we, we like, and I'm not sure if you're going to raise them looking at the participation, the growth um, over even just the last five years has significantly evolved. And, um, and to be completely honest, um, as much as Renee is um, quite humble in, in, in her commitment and, and her drive, but she has been probably the most biggest driver of the game by bringing it um, and probably starting in Aussie's role mm. um, in the NRL space, in, in a development officer's space and, and, and really driving the game within the schools and, um, and, setting a founder and setting a foundation for those young women to come through. And now uh, a lot of them, like even um, if you were to ask her now, like she would have seen some of these young girls who are now named in our gold stars or in our QR, in, in our Maroon squad, um, they were just young girls playing in, in, in primary school and she's seen the growth of them to remain in the game and, and, um, and really see them be successful. 100%. So if we look at those stats, so 2015-16, you know, there was as low as 42 that's been recorded on here of um, number of uh, girls and women who are registered playing rugby league Mackay. You know, going to 2021, you know, it's 578. So that is a massive spike in growth and it's all down to the great work of everyone who's been involved in the women's game and continues to support. Aussie, it's part of your role now in um, with NRL development and participation especially. Um, so yeah, and you've probably been in the school system too and had development officers come to your school and you also play rugby league in local comp as well. So talk us a little bit about your journey um, in the game and you know the influences you've had and you know how participation is growing. Yeah, um, so I originally started football in 2015. Um, it was just a local school comp then, that's when I started. 
and then like Renee and all that, there's a few of them that come and watch the schoolgirls footy in that. And so they asked a few of us girls to come in and try out for the first ever um, Mackay Cutters under 16 squad. So yeah, there was about well over 30 of us to try out for that squad. Um, and yeah, that's just where it all kicked off. There was, we all got, most of us got selected into the under 16 squad. And um, yeah, that's, Renee was a huge impact on a lot of us, like a lot of us girls in lives. So she would always come to, I would always remember Renee and Jim coming to our school and promoting footy and um, coming out and playing games with us and stuff. And that's kind of where I got the love for footy is starting from there. And every, like, I can just remember back to like starting in 16 and then working, it's grown so much and to see all those girls come through and going up to Gold Stars and Maroons and everything. Like we've all gone through it together and just to hear Renee speak about it, she's so humble and so proud of how far we've come. And yeah, um, I, w I recently come back from Moorumbah and to have a female of, um, development officer out there, the school was so amazed and stuff. So um, I done an afternoon session with like the sporty kids in the school and they all, um, the teachers were just like to me, oh, do you mind if the kids ask you a couple of questions about like your rep sides and saw that? I'm like, no, like I would love that. So they asked me heaps of questions about like what I do to prepare myself or what I do at training and what I do before a game and all that stuff. And I felt so privileged to actually be able to answer those questions and stuff. And share your story. Yeah. Is, um, can I just, sorry, Mitchie, um, in relation to that, did you, did you, when you yarned to the kids and had a bit of a conversation, I'm really interested to know out of the, the young women at, at the school is, um, did they come, what codes of sport did they come from? Um, a lot of them come from netball and dancing. Yeah, okay. And that's where I, re I originated from netball and dancing in school. And then I would, I would come into, so I, re I would originally go from football training in an afternoon straight to ballet like half an hour later and everyone thought I was crazy doing that yeah. but I loved it I loved like mixing the different sports and oh I eventually um got like I grew out of dancing and just kept with footy but yeah I absolutely love it it's good so comparison to sort of Aussie's experience and your experience growing up you know getting involved in the league and different sports and is it, and the stigma we talked about um do we feel like the stigma's changed a lot with you know women and girls being more accepted in the sport? Or? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that, that it can be demonstrated by, um, like, and I can probably speak on behalf of the, the, the Women's Academy here at the Cutters. Um, certainly um, a massive advocate is Marco Peters, our head coach for the Academy, um, a massive driver uh, to continue with what Renee has done. Um, and certainly getting these academies up and running. And, and as a result, like our 17s, um, 19s, and, and a lot of our women's uh, players are, are now being given uh, QRL opportunity. Um, certainly if we didn't have people like that, and then even look at the coaching staff, um, where they're, they're actual male coaches, we have male coaches, we do have female coaches that certainly um, are, are given the opportunities as well. Um, but. Um, we have male coaching staff there that to really help drive, continue to drive the game. But like um, Ozzy said, I would have loved to have had um, the opportunity of playing footy at, at school, but unfortunately we, it just wasn't really talked about 
um, back then and, and we all played netball or, or for me, I was a softball and, and touch footballer. Um, and I guess that's what made me, when the, op- when the opportunity presented itself down south, I really, I really jumped on board with that. Because um, even though, like we're looking at, when I said, um, when we're looking at the stats and the participation rates, and, and the only data we have here is from 2015, but I can certainly um, can assure you that, that the game started well in the 90s, because I think my first Australian selection was in 1997. And that was when uh, I played at Redfern Oval. Um, and, and, and I only had that opportunity because I got picked in the, the state side from, from, from playing in a Brisbane competition. Um, but certainly now, when I think back, um, it wasn't, I think we would have had maybe a handful of people at a game, mm. at, a, at a, an origin game as such. Um, it would have been, I probably could count them on my fingers and toes of spectators. But now, you look at, Origin now, the women's origin game, they just, they're almost sellouts. Um, How does that make you feel? Oh, look, look, as much as, um, oh, I'm extremely proud to see the game evolve. Um, it's, like, even now, um, I'm, I, like I say, they say age is a number, um, but certainly I feel it after a game. Um, there's times this year that I've happened to put the boots back on and I always come out of retirement for those one, one or yeah, one-off carnivals or, or games and, and, and realistically, and, and it's funny we talk about, like everyone says, they talk about other sports and they say it's a game for everybody, you know, regardless of age, stature, parity, disparity, it doesn't matter. But even now I flick through Facebook that we all have access to and, um, and I see uh, women that are older than me and I'm like a hundred, okay? So that are older than me that are starting to come back that have never played rugby league but are starting to play this year. Um, so it actually shows that it's not just for our young kids that are developing um, into to go into these elite pathways and stuff, but certainly those who didn't have the opportunities back then are now giving it a crack and, and really, you know, giving it a go. And it may not be at that standard, you know, but it's certainly a game that they've probably sat and watched over and over in TVs because their brothers played, their cousins played, or, or whatever. But now that they they think you know, if they've still got some sort of physical capability, they get they're giving it a go. And it you know, mate, to be honest, um, yeah, it's it, yeah, it's sometimes it's you don't really know what to say um, with the way it's evolved and and just to be part of it now. Um, I have two young daughters um, that certainly don't have a rugby league background. Um, one tried it for one minute in primary school when she made Cap um, Capricornia, but um, obviously other codes of sport has taken their interest in, and certainly supporting that. Um, but you just never know, like my girls may take an interest later on down the track, but it's the, the foundations are there. Yeah, so we talk about, um, you know, it's people's passion and purpose and come back to the game, it's great. Just And we looked at coaching and you mentioned uh, there's you know still a lot of um, work to do in the coaching space especially to get more women um, in, into those coaching roles is that the next stage that you see um, continue to grow and um, promote the game yeah absolutely yeah absolutely and and you know that um, obviously with our strategic plan up here at the cutters um, and certainly a part of our framework which we'll still work on this year not only to get us um, our own standalone team within the QRL but developing our coaches because we want to see more female coaches we we do have a lot of them in the junior 
um, competition at the moment um, and we'd really like to give them the opportunities of, of being developed. And I'm hoping that, um, that our head coach um, going into 2022, Mitch, that um, certainly will not only be our head coach of all the women's academies, but also coaching our coaches to be able to give them the opportunities to be able to take away rep size, to be able to, to coach QRL. Um, and this is absolutely happening because Tani Norris has been the appointed 2021 Origins coach this year. I played with Tani Norris in for Australia and Queen, um, well, no, she originally played for New South Wales, so I played against her and she was tough. You know, um, and to actually see her be appointed um, as a head coach for this year's campaign, Origin campaign, is pretty exciting because um, she clearly has stayed with the game. Um, she's been part of the growth um, and certainly um, has obviously deserved a spot there. So really excited to see um, more women uh, come on board and taking on those roles. Yeah, so I was at the junior level. Um, you know, we are seeing more uh, women in those coaching roles at that level. Um, give us a couple of examples that you're seeing out here in Mackay. Um, yeah, I've actually seen a lot of women start off with like junior footy and all that and they've come through the rankings and then they obviously just want to like settle down a bit so then they volunteer themselves into the coaching role and it brings like a certain like fire to the air to see a woman, like a woman become a coach and seeing like the girl power out there and how far it's developing. Like um, we all play with Naomi Tembi in like football and stuff and to see her become the um, Carlton's um, women's coach this year, we were all so proud of her and we like, we, I've heard that she's been doing an amazing job and the Carlton's won their game last weekend. So yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about that. And to see the participation level in like women getting involved in footy, even if it's not in coaching roles or if it's in league safe and league first aid and all that, the participation's definitely there and it's definitely growing for the women. Yeah, great. So if we um, look at the cutters uh, and our pathways, you know, we've got our under 17s academy, we've got our under 19s, um, Harvey Norman women, they went really well this year, won all their games, you know, credit to everyone who was involved in that. And then we've also got a women's academy that helps feed into the Gold Stars. So we've got four players playing the Gold Stars this weekend against Brisbane Tigers and they've been going really well. That's in Townsville. Um, let's talk through a couple of those players at the moment that are, um, you know, progressing, um, you know, their, their level and, um, you know, making rep teams uh, from Mackay. Yeah, so, um, so obviously in, in, in those positions now, Jazzy Peters, um, obviously the name's very similar in the surname and it's Marco Peters' um, daughter. Um, I actually had Jazzy Peters. I managed the uh, Indigenous All-Stars NRL side this year uh, in February. Obviously not the outcome we wanted against the Marys, but um, certainly uh, played amazing. Um, a lot of skill, a lot of commitment there. Um, really looking forward to see how that kid's going to grow. Um, and she, she had an opportunity last year with the Queensland 18s, I believe, along with Emma, Emma Manselman. Um, Zoe Cook, India McPhee, these, these four young ladies um, have certainly um, proved themselves. They're very good players. Ozzy, you've probably played against with yeah. these girls. Um, I, I know, um, I'm just thinking, I've probably played with them. So I've been fortunate enough to play with some of them um, and certainly not against them. But Ozzy, um, what, what's your thoughts in terms of, um, of those ladies? 
Yeah, so I've played with them and played against them and like even at trainings, they just like lift the, they just bring it all to the training and it's so good to, to see them lift everyone up and bring them onto their level, even if not everyone's onto their level, but to put like the push them and bring them onto their level, the, um, the atmosphere is definitely there and to watch them grow. Like I played with Emma Manselman all through my footy career and she's such a good little player. Like she's always tackling and the passes are always on, which is good. Zoe Cook, I played um, schoolgirls again, like with her, and then we went to local club with her, and she's always been such a little, like she's just a little ripper. She just gets in there, gives it all she has. Jazzy Peters, oh, she, I can't even explain. Like she's just gone from like athletics, and she brings it all to training, and it it, it inspires me to be like Jazzy Peters. Like she's gone like to um, all stars. And she just worked. She's definitely working her way up the ladder. And she, at such a young age, she's going. She's smashing it out. Indy, oh, she's she's an amazing girl. She's so humble. She's good. Like she gets on the field and she rips in. She absolutely loves the game. But yeah, to watch all those girls grow is amazing. Um, and I guess Emma Manselman. She's got a younger sister coming up behind it. In, um, Casey with Casey. Um, who certainly who played in the BHP under-19s uh, competition this year uh, within the QRL. But um, Emma Emma really needs to be recognised with the hard work and commitment that she's done, that she's afforded a, an opportunity in the uh, current Maroons 2021 squad this year. They've increased that squad to 32, I believe. Um, and certainly, um, hopefully, um, at the next lot of testings and stuff, she rips in hard and... Um, and really proves herself and, and, and you know, having another Mackay player uh, from our district on the map is going to be pretty pretty special, I think. We always talk about the Wendell Sailors and the Dally Cherry Evans that come through and they all play, you know, um, you, they all played Origin at some point and um, we've we've certainly got some female representatives that, that are certainly, um, you know, with Cunstie and, and Dee and, and Brittany Brearley. And don't so. worry. <laughs> um, certainly um, I just in par like um yeah really looking forward to seeing what these girls bring but um Aussie it, it's it's amazing that um just listening to you on on how you define what they bring to to the academy trainings because I've seen it myself I've witnessed it myself um certainly are definitely good role models um and and if these young girls here inspire you to to really improve your skill set and to really enhance your football um you know it's not that far around the corner that you two will be provided these opportunities. So, um, yeah, so really looking forward to, to that. So, um, you know, these girls have been a part of the pathway that we've got here at Mackay, like yourself, Oz, and, you know, now with the new um, QRL pathway being um, put into um, fruition going forward, you know, there's the same opportunities for the boys, uh, for the girls as there is for the boys. You know, and starting from a new program with the rise, you know, that more junior level, then going right through, um, through you know, 16s, 18s, Colts, and hopefully to to first grade. And, and hopefully it's not long until we get our own first grade team here. I think we've got the talent and definitely the participation shows we're str it's really strong in Mackay and, um, you know, our academies are testament to that so yeah hopefully it's not a long way sam yeah absolutely and, and i'm glad you mentioned the rise mate um because that's obviously taken over for um our under 16s academy that, that you talked about yeah. aussie that you you young ladies had an opportunity to play in and 
and what the um, I guess the ethos of that particular program that I like about it is it's about not just an elite pathway it's about any any um, skill set that you have just to be afforded the opportunity to, to learn some rugby league skills so you know um, young girls are able to be part of that program and they could be at any level they could be at at the elite level or they can be starters you know um, but this is about attracting people to the game and I think it's a really smart move that the QRL have moved forward to um, and then obviously when, then when they come through the rise and then they come to our, our women's academy that starts to become that elite pathway but all these kids that participate in the rise program will have the opportunity to be part of the cutters program so mate look you talk about um, our standalone team in the QRL next year, um, well, whether or not it goes ahead next year, but certainly we'll be advocating for that because um, you talk about quality. Um, look, it's a testament here. We've talked about four particular players. We've talked about the mentors that still currently exist, that still remain in Mackay, that are really pushing the programs to be able to, um, and I'm not even talking about women mentors, I'm talking about the males that, that really advocate the women's game um, are here to really enhance our skill set and to really get us up there. And um, mate, I'm looking forward, and I said this to the girls this year at the academy at their inductions, that um, certainly that's our vision. Our vision is to get our own team so that we can keep our local our local talent here to be able to play at this level and then then them be afforded the opportunity to play for Maroons or even in a Jillery's side. So um, yeah, definitely we'll continue to work on that um, with the QRL and, and let's see. Um, I know that we would have to keep in mind and I know that it has had some impacts this year with some of our Gold Star players going away in terms of our own uh, local competition um, in the the seniors in the women's competition where um, some of our players um, aren't there which may impact some of the numbers and, and, and some of the um, but on saying that I think it gives those that aren't at that elite level the opportunity to play a bit more footy too and not sit on the bench yeah. as well so um, if we I guess there's going to be some challenges next year if we do look at um, when, within the next two years if we do look at um, putting our own team within that QRL uh, competition and how that's going to impact our senior competition here locally but you know mate to be honest we've just got to come up and be innovative in how we do that to really keep the interest um, to really increase our membership to increase the participation retaining our players and um, and certainly go forward and if it means that we've got to start looking at a nine aside competition pre uh, whilst the QRL competition happens then we might do that if we do we split it up into two two competitions as a nine aside you know like the Auckland nines that they have pre usually pre-season mm -hmm. before we go into the NRL competition although COVID's impacted that this year and last year but certainly um, maybe there's just some of the ways that we can uh, sort of bring to the table the women's game to keep people here interested and, and not really um, impact our local competition um, because we need we just need to be innovative like girls want to play well, yeah, and at the highest level, instead of going away and travelling and scrape the gold stars, of uh, we've been in, um, included into that. And you know, it is still a four-hour drive. But you know, like in the past, where yourself and Renee and um, and and other players that have been playing at the higher level have had to travel down to Brisbane to play. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that that's um, I was obviously fortunate enough that I lived down there because um, my work. 
um, took me down there, but but certainly looking at like the D Turners and the Brittany Brealies that stayed playing footy here in Mackay. Um, that they had to, they had to travel and plan the women's competition, uh, whether that was weekly, fortnightly or whatever, whatever they had to do. But we're even looking at the cost, the financial impact. So, you know, not just the distance, um, uh, the financial impact where, where now um, women, women may not be, be given these, the same financial opportunities as the men, but it, it, it's, it's, it, that's going to evolve too. And that's still developing as well. But, but now our women are being paid to play football you know, um, and these girls would have had to pay their own way um, back then. And I know I did too. And, um, but that's just what we did because that, that, you did whatever you did to play, play the game you love. So. That's right. So let's move on to um, the cutters and you know, some results that in, if we look more towards um, the women's game and the Gold Stars' recent results and um, some of the impact uh, Mackay girls have had played in that and um, you know, projecting forward to the rest of the year for them. They had a good win on the weekend. Yeah, they did. I um, did watch a few clips of the game. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole game. But the one that stand like the one that stood out to me was when um, Lauren Moss and Katie Green paired up and then scored that killer try. It was a good one, mm. and it really lifted up the air of the Gold Stars. Yeah, it was really good to watch, like to be at home and watch the girls like from Mackay smash it out. Yep, and see initially at the beginning of the season we had a we had a trial match against the Capras and and we got beaten. Mm. Um, our Gold Stars girls got beaten in that match, but I, th I thought for me, um, and I was obviously I was lucky because I commentated that game. But um, but certainly um, looking at where they've gone from that pr that trial match to to last week's games and looking at the highlights, um, certainly um, the girls are, are playing with confidence. Um, and and honestly, um, what stood out for me in the Gold Stars, and I know it's a makeup of of Cairns and Townsville players as well as Mackay, the, the Gold Stars run from the Cowboys. Um, certainly, um, for me, I thought the Mackay players really s stepped yeah. up and and, um, and really excelled in that game because I think it was a 24-6 maybe. Yeah. It was a, an absolute thrashing um, from Tweed, but um, certainly looking forward to their, their game against the Tigers this week because there's a couple of people that I know that are that are playing in the Tigers that that, that may test them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I have faith in the Stars that they're going to um, – they're, they're just – they're on a roll, mate. They're going to go good. Yeah, so they play in Townsville on Saturday, May 1st. So, you know, if you're up that way, make sure you do um, go over to Jack Mansky 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 Oval yep. um, and check that game out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? I reckon we can just touch a little bit more um, to wrap it up, probably on, um, Sammy, a little bit of your career. <laughs> I reckon it would be good to finish with a couple of stories or um, oh. what, any highlights or... Well, mate, um, honestly, um, people talk, I think the biggest probably highlight was, I, I guess I was probably the first Mackay person to represent Australia. Um, and that's something that's probably a little bit of history that I can probably hang on to, but... Mate, I'll be honest, I'm nowhere as good as the likes of Renee Kant's D and stuff. Like, um, again, back then when I started playing my representative career, um, we didn't have World Cups. Um, we had tri-series, we had um, like test matches and, and things like that. Um, I was fortunate to play for about seven years for the Gillaroos and, um, and I played in the centres. 
Um, 2001, probably my little bit of adversity um, was that um, we were in Auckland. Um, we had a, a coach and, and as much as um, he probably wouldn't be listening to this, but uh, God, I hated him. Um, <laughs> we, we went over to, to Auckland and, and our preparation games, we were, um, and this is probably one short story, because um, he always said the Kiwi Ferns, they're, they're tough, they're strong. And, and for us to be even close to matching them, because they held the um, reputation of the best. Um, in terms of the women's game back then. Um, and this was probably in 2001, I think it was. Um, and they said, for us to be tough, we, we've got to train tough. So we, get, we went over there a couple of days early and, and we were training and um, looking at the schedule, it's like, oh my God. So we, we'd get up at six and we'd train till about nine. So a three hour session, we'd go back to the room, we had breakfast, we had about um, there was a two, yeah, two hour period from breakfast and a little bit of downtime. Then we went back at like 11 o'clock. We went to about one. Then we stopped for lunch at one. Then we went back at two. Then we went to six o'clock. We trained from two to six. Then we had dinner. And then we went back from, a, from like a 7.30 to nine o'clock. Um, so that happened for like two days in a row. And he's like, and I think it was not only to be, well, I think it was more about the mental toughness about mm. competing against them, whereas he didn't realise the fatigue and the physical component. Like, that's just unheard of. You wouldn't train like that for a, an Aussie side at all now um, with your strength and conditioning and all that longevity and, and things like that. But um, he thought, that coach thought at the time, if we were mentally tough, our bodies would just get through it. So, yeah, so we get on, we kick off and, and, and we score in the first two minutes. Um, you know, I think I scored the first try. I'm out in the centres um, and it was like, and then we scored again, it was like, we couldn't convert back then, we weren't very good kickers, but um, it was like 8-0. Um, and then all of a sudden around the 15 minute mark, we knocked up and they absolutely pumped us about 48 to 8. We didn't score another point, but um, but certainly it obviously went down to fatigue and, and lack of preparation, like preparing properly. So like just seeing now and being part of the NRL stuff this year in, two th um, in February, with the Indigenous All-Stars, the preparation that these girls have um, and the way they look after their bodies and, and really prepare with nutrition and, and, and hydration and, and strength and conditioning um, has certainly gone a long way. But, um, mate, what ended my career from representative careers, um, I decided to have babies. Um, it's um, certainly um, something that I, I would never, ever regret. Um, my two girls are, are fantastic and um, certainly are... are uh, elite athletes in their own chosen sport now today, um, which I, which is a shame because I would have preferred them to, to to play a bit of footy, but um, certainly um, no interest in that, and um, that's something that as to why probably one of the reasons why I sort of remain with the cutters and and be involved that way because um, so that I can uh, still play a little bit of footy, dabble into it a little bit now and then. But um, as I said earlier, I'm getting a little bit old. My um, representative career. Um, certainly came to an end um, as a result of being a mum, but um, I did play a game for the, obviously been in the police now for about 28 years, and um, we had a game up in Townsville probably six weeks ago now, and um, it was a city country, very similar to the same format here, um, and uh, managed, I am absolutely positive, I crossed the box for non-selection for the Queensland side to play Origin in July, but uh, somehow was named in that side. So I still played in, probably played in the pivots up there, um, but certainly get an opportunity to play with the likes of Steph Hancock, uh, Teresa Bailey, uh, 
sorry, Tracy Bailey and Therese Anderson, they're all former Gillaroos. Um, so we'll all get together and we'll play against the New South Wales Police coming up in July and hopefully that'll end my playing uh, career this year, this year, but um, yeah, well, that's it. Well, that game uh, was after one of our um, Harvey Norman women's um, games and you brought a few of the girls into the rooms and yeah. um, you know, got yeah. to it, did present jerseys or have a little bit of a... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then that was, um, so we obviously brought Steph Hancock along. Um, Steffi was, when I started playing, um, she was only like a 17-year-old kid um, that came and played in our Queensland team. And we were in our 20s and, and stuff. And obviously she's the daughter of Rowan Hancock, um, like an origin legend. Um, and certainly she's retired. She announced her retirement at the beginning of this year. So she won't actually be playing for the Maroons. Um, she, um, so it was an opportunity for her to share a little bit of her story and to really um, give the Mackay Cutters girls a little bit of incentive, knowing the fact that she was there to watch them play. And you know what, those girls brought it because we stayed and we watched that Blackhawks game and, um, and certainly that absolutely pumped them. Mm. I actually felt sorry for the girls, the Townsville girls, but um, um, the Mackay girls were, yeah, looking real sharp. But yeah. Mate, these, these uh, women are still around um, and will still continue to float um, uh, amongst games. And you never know, I think Hancock, she'll probably commentate um, as she progresses through. Um, I'm just fortunate enough to be able to play alongside her once again, you know, 30 years later, but um, 20 years later. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Really looking forward to it. Anything uh, happening in NRL development that you can let everyone know about, Oz? Is there anything upcoming or um, happy to wrap it up there? Um, yeah, we have the, um, the males rise program starting up in May. Um, and that's one I think. Yeah. We also have the Karen Murphy cup. We completed that this year. Yeah. Yep. That went really good. There was lots of participation, which there was all roughly around probably a bit over 50 teams volunteered in that. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. We have a bit of school, like sporting schools and everything popping up with like, and the changeover from NRL to QRL is happening, which is a lot of stuff happening this year. A lot behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah, a lot behind the scenes. Yeah, very good. Well, thanks Oz. Thanks Sammy. Uh, it's a great chat. Looking forward to seeing um, the women's game grow, continue to grow on Mackay and um, you're both going to be big players in that. So thanks for all the work that you're doing and continue to do. Thanks, Mitchie. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Aussie. That's it from us. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Change the game. Proudly brought to you by the QCCS Mackay Cutters.